0: Welcome to Annasbrook Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Viv Lieberzai, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Nice to see you all. Welcome, welcome. So good to be all in, City and Saxton together. It's amazing. Labour weekend. Such a great feel. The presence of God in the place. And welcome to everybody online. How's it going out there? I'm just praying that you know the presence of God wherever you are. Whether you're in your caravan or your whatever batch or tent, maybe. I don't know, online. Uh, We welcome you. And I really declare the presence of the Lord in your home. If you are at home because you're sick, I just pray God's healing on your life right now. Will the presence of God come and touch you? And I declare strength to come back into your body in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. So good, hey? So good. Wow. Last Tuesday night, went to bed. That's always a good thing, hey? You know it's good to go to bed at night and go to sleep? Man, the Word of God says, I give my beloved sleep. So for any of you who, do, who have problems with sleep, just declare that over yourself as you go to sleep. Thank you, Lord, that you give your beloved sleep. You are the beloved, his kids, his sons and daughters. Anyway, I went to bed and I had this question on my mind because I knew I was preaching today, which is such an honor and don't take it lightly. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to prepare tomorrow morning. It's my time. And uh, what would you like me to speak on? That was my prayer, went to sleep. Woke up really, really early with this uh, incredible, most deeply, profoundly life-changing name. I'll repeat. In my mind, I got up and I started to speak this name. And there is no other name that is higher, greater, more lovely, more wonderful, more saving, more healing, more freeing, more powerful. There is no other name. His name is Jesus His name is Jesus. And today I want to place all focus on Jesus. And to help us set our eyes firmly on Him, we need to lean in closer to Him like never before. Why? Because in this world we live in, which is full of chaos, and it's getting darker, He needs to be the biggest thought in our minds. That morning I woke up, Wednesday morning, He was the biggest thought on my mind And he needs to be the biggest thought on your mind. We need to be immersed in who he is, his character, his attributes, his love, how he loves people, what he does, his words, who he is. And he will keep us stable and secure, for he is Jesus. Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end. He's the bread of life, the one essential food. He's the chief cornerstone, our firm, firm and sure foundation. We sung about that before. He's Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. He's our high priest, our perfect mediator. He's Emmanuel, the one who will always stand with us. We are never alone. You are never alone. He's a King of kings. He's a Lord of lords, our Sovereign Almighty. He's a Lamb of God who offered His life as a sacrifice for our sins. I'm getting a bit excited. He's a light and hope of the world. He brings hope and He gives guidance to you and to me. He is your Saviour. He is my Saviour. He delivers us from sin and death. He's a Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace, the giver of peace. He is our healer. He heals us from sickness and diseases in Jesus' name. He's a resurrection in the life. He breathes life into dead things. He's our shepherd, our guide and protector. He's our teacher. He's our rabbi. He's our master, our profound teacher of the Scriptures like none other. He's the Son of God, just in case you didn't know. Signifying Jesus' unique intimacy with the Father. He's the Son of man. Identifying with us. He is the word, the unique communication of God to man from creation until now. You're keeping up. He's the lily of the valley. He's the rose of Sharon. That's a whole nother speaking. That's a that's a deep teaching I will love to unpack out of the Song of Solomon. It is beautiful. The Song of Solomon says, I am Jesus says, I'm the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valleys. Goes on to say, say he is all together lovely. Jesus, to me, I wanna share, he is strong. He is mighty. There is nothing too hard for him. There is no one like him in my life personally. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jesus. There is no other person who will love and accept me as I am. And there's no other person who will love you and accept you as you are, as you are. You don't have to perform well. It's good to know. You don't have to say everything right, which I'm so grateful for because I say things weird sometimes. You don't even have to pray right. Help me Jesus today. You don't have to look right. You don't have to dress right. You don't have to be perfect anything for Him. You don't have to be perfect. That's such a good thought. Sometimes we strive for this perfection thing. That's not what he's looking for. You don't have to be perfect for him to love you. Jesus will never abuse you. Someone's got to hear that today. I know there's people in the room, you're on an amazing journey. We're all on a journey. Some have just started. Some haven't. You're just like beginning. Maybe you've turned up today and like, I, I just don't know. You need to hear it. This is Jesus that we sing about today, that we share about today. He will never abuse you. He will never abandon you. He will never reject you. He never goes back on His Word. He will never speak badly of you, no matter what you have done. This is my truth. This is my revelation. But it's yours as well. He loves you enough to speak goodness and destiny over your life. He loves us so much that He accepts us and all our imperfections, and then he actually wants more for us as well. He only tells you what you're good at, not what you're bad at. I tell you what, there's too many, too many of us, and all we've been told in our lives is what we're bad at. And sometimes it's out of a good heart to make us, you know, improve or whatever. Jesus is not that. He actually just tells you what you're good at. He doesn't need to tell. He doesn't need to tell me what I'm bad at. I know what I'm bad at. I need to hear Him tell me what I'm good at, which will encourage me. And you need it as well. He will always declare life of you. I love John 10.10. I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow, overflow. So last Wednesday morning, I picked up my Bible. And um, this is my Bible. And uh, thank you, Brent, for super gluing it back together for me. It's pretty tatty. I looked at the it says this presented to Viv Lieberzite by Brent Lebazite back in the early 90s. Thanks, babe. That's so good. So good, so good. The word of God. So I started to read, and I want to encourage you to come with me on a journey today. Very quick journey. And Mark. And in the beginning of Mark, it says this. So if you're new, I just want to encourage you get a Bible, find a Bible. If you haven't got a Bible, come and see us and we'll give you a Bible. Start reading Mark. So it's in the New Testament, so Matthew, Mark. It's the second gospel. And Mark 1 says, one says the beginning of the facts, the facts, regarding the goodness of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And you read it through and quickly you find out that Mark 1:11, you are my son. This is the Father saying, you are my son, the Son of God. Whom I love with you, I am well pleased and delighted. And you keep, I keep reading through and then you find out very, very quickly that in his first words, he actually told the people, I am the good news. And then he started teaching. And the people were so amazed in Mark they They were amazed. What is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to evil spirits, and they obey him. So he's a teacher and a deliverer. And then it goes on quickly, healer. The whole town, they gathered, and he began to heal people. And he carries on, he heals the man with the leprosy, the man who is paralyzed. Amazing. And it all goes through, and then he states his mission And. Chapter 2, verse 17, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. That was his mission. Right in the first two chapters of reading Mark, you start to find out who this Jesus is. The Son of God, a teacher, a healer, a forgiver. Incredible, incredible. And then there comes these amazing stories. So flick right through to Mark chapter 4. And it's heated up, Jesus calms the storm. So I want to focus. So as I was reading, some of these stories just started to just jump out of the pages at me. And I want to encourage you that when you read the Word of God, you read it and you read about Jesus and you read what He says and what He does. And you have to ask yourself the question. This is what I ask myself. What are you speaking to me about, Lord? What are you saying to me through these stories and through what you're saying? So we find ourselves in Mark 4, verses 35 to 41. And it's a story of the storm. And it's where the disciples, they found themselves on the lake. And Jesus said, come on, let us go across. And the huge storm comes up. And it must have been so, so, so massive. A furious, in Mark 4, verse 37, a furious squall. That's like a massive storm came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you care if we drown? Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever faced something in your world that's just so tumultuous and so overwhelming that you feel like you're going to drown? and you find yourself going, Jesus, don't you care? Where are you in this? I don't know what you are facing, but whatever you are facing, He is not scared. He is not scared of the storms. He is not scared of a health storm. He is not scared of a financial storm. He is not scared of a relationship relationship storm or a depression storm. These are storms that are real. And for, for me, for me and Brent, this is so applicable to us because what I get out of this is this. Jesus is Emmanuel. He is Emmanuel. He is with us. He was with them. He was with them on the boat. Why were they afraid? Okay, for sure, the waves were overwhelming. The boat was starting to sink. They were literally, felt like they were going to drown. Have you ever felt like you were going to drown in the mix of everything? I know we have felt like that over the last 14 months. But what has been encouraging to me is this, that Jesus, He is Emmanuel, the one who is always stands with us. We are never alone. Right. So I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what, you're, what you have faced you've got to hear the good news. You've got to hear the truth of Jesus today, that He is always with you. In Hebrews 13, 5, 6, in the Amplified, He says this, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. You need some support? Well, Jesus is there. Nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you. So we take comfort. And are encouraged and confidently say, The Lord is my helper in time of need. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? I love that. This is truth. We often go, Oh yeah, Jesus says I will never leave you or forsake you. That that there is so deep. The support that he gives you, and no matter what you're facing, is massive. And the message says, I will never let you down. I will never walk off and leave you. I don't know who in the room has been left. In the worship, I got a picture of a small child being left and abandoned. I don't know who that is in the room, but it's somebody. Right back when you were a child, Potentially, even when you were a baby, you were left. You felt abandoned. And a spirit of rejection came into your life. And I want to say that you were never alone, even as a child, even as a small baby, left in your bassinet. You were never alone. Jesus was always with you in Jesus' name. And He wants to heal you of rejection that has come in. Rejection comes in when we were, when, often when we are young. When things are done to us that are mean and horrific and just overwhelming, Jesus will never leave you. So for us, while we wait, for those of you who don't know, we're still out of our house where we our house was, um, had a slip on it. And we're still out of it um, nearly 14 months ago. And while we wait... We know Emmanuel, we know our Jesus, our Emmanuel is with us and He supports us. He will never leave us. He will give us exactly what we need at the right time. And He will do the same for you. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're waiting for, but He's got you. He's got you, my friends. He's got you online. He's got you, whatever you're waiting for. He has got you and He has got it. And He asked this one question as He asked them. He said, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith and confidence in me? Do you still? I translated it, for me, it sounds like this. Will you trust my love for you during the storm you face? Because we look at that story and it's a story, oh, it's a story of trust. We've got to trust God no matter what. But for me, it's a story of love. Knowing how much God loves us throughout what we're going through is the key. Because His love carries you and His love will never separate, will, you will never be separated by His, from His love by whatever you're facing. So it's a story of love. So here's a question for you. Will you trust his love during the season that you're facing, during this storm? Will you trust him? Will you trust him? I think that's such a key for each one of you, each one of us. Because without our relying on him, without knowing he is with us, this world that we face, the things that we face in it, can totally overwhelm us and totally make us feel like we're drowning. The word goes on. There's an incredible couple of stories in Mark 5 34, and two stories that dovetail together. I want to pick out particularly one of them. So Jesus is traveling, He's ministering, he's healing, he's preaching, he's teaching, He's setting people free. It's incredible. And he's walking along and, and Jairus, who's a synagogue lead, leader, comes up to him and says, Jesus, my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter is sick. She's very sick. She is dying. Would you come? Would you come? Jairus knew who Jesus was. He knew that he could heal his daughter. So Jesus goes, yeah, I'm on my way. And so he starts on the way. And in the, in the meantime, There's another story, which I'm not going to go into today. Um, The woman with the issue of blood, she got healed in that journey, which is amazing, incredible, incredible, and teaches me so much out of that story, but we'll bypass that one and we'll go direct to this. So as Jesus was travelling and this woman was healed, some of the friends of Jairus came up and said, Hey, we're so sorry to give you the news. your daughter has passed she has died and so the news got to Jesus and he said that's right. I'm on my way, let's go let's do this and so he goes so a report was given of death but what did Jesus do? not a problem he's on his way I don't know what report you've been given I don't know what is dead in your life I tell you what, Jesus is on His way. He's on His way today. He is here because He is the resurrection and the life. Oh my gosh. And there's too much death. There's too much dead things going on in our lives and in our community. And He goes into this situation and He just says to them, what's all this commotion? People were wailing as, as they would be in deep grief. He goes, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. They laughed. They laughed. (laughs) What would you laugh at if someone said to you, God can turn this around? God can change this. God can bring this dead thing back to life? What would you laugh at? Would it be a dead relationship? Would it be a dead dream? Would it be your like, gifts that are no longer used? What have you given up on in your life, my friend? What have you given up on? What feels completely dead to you? You know, we say, oh, it's dead to me. That is such a wrong thing to say nothing should be dead to you and no one should be dead to you. No matter what they have done to you, we should never say, oh, they're dead to me. Oh, she's dead to me. He's dead to me. Well, they're not dead to Jesus. They're not dead to Jesus because He is the resurrection and the life. He gives life back to that which is dead. It's time to stop grieving, my friends, over what could have been it's time to stop grieving over the mistakes that you've made. We've all made them. Man, I've made buckets of mistakes. It's time to stop grieving over them. It's, stop, it's time to stop grieving over the choices you've chosen that have caused destruction. Right. Oh, the if-onlys. Oh, if only I hadn't have done that. Are you there? Oh, yeah. It's time to stop the if-onlys. And what if I, oh, I should have done this. We hate that, don't we babe? We, the should have's. We should have done that. Oh, we should have done this. We shouldn't have done that. they dead things. That's death. Jesus is here to push, put life back. Push. Maybe He has to push back some things out of your life. Push the dead stuff. The dead thinking, the stinking thinking. He will breathe life back. What did he say? I love, I love this. Mark 541. He goes, Talitha kum. Talitha kum. Those words, they just like, strike me so much. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I did look, Google it. Talitha is meant to be how it says. But we would say, Talitha cum, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Get up. That's all he had to say. And she got up. She rose up. She was dead and then she was alive. She was done. What do you think is done? Sometimes we say that too. Oh, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's over. It's over. It is never over. It is never over because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus wants to give life back to you. He wants to give it to you. He gave it to that little girl. And I wanna say to you, what inside of you is dead? And Jesus is saying, come on, rise up. What is it? Is it a dead dream? Is it a dead relationship? What has died in your life? What has died in your life? The gifts, the abilities, they even thought that Jesus would use you again. Oh my gosh, yes, He's gonna use you again. He's going to use you again and again and again and again and again because He's saying, little girl, and little girl is just anything that is dead. She happened to be the thing that was dead. So what little thing in your life, and it could be small. She was 12. What is the small things? Even some of the small things, we go, oh, it's all right. Just move on. God wants me to move on from that. Actually, no, he doesn't. He wants you to go go back to that and pick it up again. I don't know what it is for you. There's some people in this room here and God's used you in mighty ways. He's used you to declare the Word of God over people. He's used you to heal people, to pray for people for healing. He's used you in the prophetic. He's used you to preach. He's used you to help people to serve. He's used you to bake, to cook, to do practical needs. And you think, oh, it's done. I'm done. I'm too this, I'm too that, I'm whatever. I'm done. It's dead to me. He is the resurrection and the life. And today He wants to resurrect that in your life, which is no longer that is dead to you. Rise up and come back to life. Rise up and come back to life. He gave life back to the paralysed man by forgiving him. In Mark 2.5, I, I pass this story because I want to land with this. His friends bore him. He was paralysed. I mean, he could not walk. They bought him to Jesus. To be healed, of course, so he could walk again. And what did Jesus say to him? Mark 2, 5. Son, son, and this is the greatest, the greatest miracle, your sins are forgiven. Jesus did not deny his son. Jesus did not condemn his sin, but he gave him his freedom by forgiving him as he would later forgive the very people who nailed him to a cross when he died for you and I. Jesus faced the sentence of death himself for the paralysed man, for the sinful scribes and Pharisees and for everyone including you and me. His grace provides hope for each one of us. Because in Mark 1.15, back to chapter one, Jesus says this, the time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus is the good news, in the Amplified it says this, listen to it. The appointed period of time is fulfilled, this is Jesus speaking, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance. This is what Jesus does for us. This is the journey of being saved. If you're new in the room and you're new to Jesus, this is the ultimate gift from Jesus to you today. If you seek God's purpose for your life and believe with a deep abiding trust in the good news regarding salvation, you will be saved. You will be saved. So my question to you this morning is what do you need Jesus to do for you? What do you need? There's a bunch of stuff. You can read Mark for yourself and you can ask that question, but today I'm asking it of you because I believe that Jesus, He wants to be Jesus. He wants to be Jesus to you for however you need Him. So He wants to be the resurrection and the life over the dead things in your world. What do you need Jesus to do for you today? Do you need Him to carry you through the storm? Do you need to hear him say I am Emmanuel, I am with you? Do you need him to hear, Do you need to hear that? Have you lost your trust in his love for you? Have you forgotten how strong and mighty our Jesus is that he can carry you through any overwhelming situation? Have you forgotten? Do you need him to be that for you today, Emmanuel? Do you need him to be the resurrection and life? over the dead things and or do you need Him to be your salvation to be the forgiver of your sins do you need that today He is here to do all of those things and so much more but they are what have been highlighted to me I saw some really clear pictures as I said I saw people being left. I saw people being abandoned from babies all the way through to adults. I saw that clearly. I don't know who you are in the room, but I know there's been people who felt left, felt left out. You felt rejected and it marks your life. Jesus wants to set you free from that. He wants to set you free from the sense of abandonment, of being left out. Of not feeling good enough, he wants to set you free. He wants to heal you of your rejection today. I just would love it if we all just would just bow our heads and just shut our eyes because I need you to think about who you need Jesus to be for you today. I know that he wants to minister freedom, he wants to minister freedom in this place. And we're going to have a chance for ministry for you to come up and have prayer. Because I know, I know that God wants to touch you. I know He wants to rearrange. He wants to orchestrate the things in your life that have maybe have gone, array, have gone astray. He wants to bring you back to who He is in Jesus' Name. So this morning, if you're facing something, if you're facing a storm and you've lost your trust in His love, And you need the great carrier to come and carry you through whatever you are facing. Would you just raise your hand in this place? Bless you over there, back there. Whatever storm, financial, relationship, health. Anyone facing a health storm at the moment? You've had a bad report. In Jesus' Name, I just pray right now, Almighty God, that You would come and You would be Emmanuel for each and everyone in this room who's facing an overwhelming situation emmanuel God with you he will never leave you he will never desert you he will bring you every every um, change that needs to come there needs to be change in your life and he's going to bring it in Jesus name thank you thank you Lord for those here and you need to bring you need life back into something that's died a dream that's dead goals abilities gifts the things that you felt are just done. There's people in this room and Jesus wants to breathe fresh life into you today. So I would love you just to raise your hand. If you would love that prayer over you, if you would love the resurrection of life to come into your life right now. Thank you, Jesus. Just raise your hand in this place. I want to declare over you the resurrection and the life in Jesus' name. Would you raise your hand? Would you be brave in this place today? No one else is looking. Jesus sees you. Bless you over there. Amazing. Anyone else need some resurrection? Bless you, bless you. Resurrection and life? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are the resurrection right down the back. You are bringing life into every situation that is dead that is gone, that is seen to be done. Right now, you're gonna turn it around in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. You are the resurrection and life in Jesus' Name. Nothing is too hard for You. Nothing is too far gone. Nothing is too dead. Jesus, You are the life giver. You are the life giver, Jesus. That is who You are. And for those in this place, and this is new to you, you don't know who Jesus is. But Jesus is your Saviour, and you need Him, my friend, because He is the only way, the truth and the life, to get to the Father, which Brent talked about before, the Heavenly Father. You need Jesus. He died for you, He took your punishment, the punishment of your sin. But you actually need to say yes to Him. You need to start a relationship online. For those of you out there, you need to start a relationship with Jesus. He is incredible. He's your Saviour. He forgives you of all your sins. Who in this place would like to begin a relationship with Jesus and say yes to Him? You may only know a little bit, even a little bit of what I've said today. There's so much more to know about Jesus. It's a journey. It's such an incredibly exciting journey. He is your sure foundation. He is your firm rock. For those of you in this place who would like to say yes to Jesus and start a relationship, Ask Him into your life. Would you raise your hand in this place? Would you raise your hand from the back to the front, to the right to the left? For those of you who know, man, I need to get saved. I need to get right with Jesus. Like Graham said last week, man, you just got to get right with Jesus. Who in this place, you know, you're not in a relationship with Jesus. He's not the first thing you think about. He's not the last thing you think about and He needs to be. My friends, you may need to come back to Him. For those of you who don't yet know Him, you need to come to Him first. But others actually, you need to come back. You need to come back. So I wanna declare salvation over this place. I wanna declare every person in this place in Jesus' Name, that today they would know You. For those online and You're saying yes to Him. I pray right now that Jesus would come and by His Spirit into your heart and He would begin that transforming, beautiful work that only He can do. He said to the paralysed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now get up and walk. It's time to get up and walk, to walk out of your sin, to turn away from it and to look to Jesus for your purpose, and for your life, because He is the life giver. In Jesus' Name, Amen, Amen. Would you stand to your feet in this place? We're gonna sing firm foundation. We're gonna sing to our Jesus like never before. We're gonna declare over Him, over our lives, who He is. And if you would love some prayer, if you want to come and have ministry for healing, to be set free from anything you know is just like any issues that have been going on in your world. We want to open up this altar. It's called an altar of change. And we would love to come and pray for you and wrap our arms around me with you. We'd love to weep with you. We'd love to laugh with you and rejoice with you, if need be, whatever it is. Come on, my friends. You know what? It takes a step of faith for all of us to respond and I believe that God is here and He wants to respond to your response this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at infoannersbrook.co.nz or visit our website.